It's Thursday. You know what that means. Welcome in the highly disputed here on WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. My name is Dylan Bishop. With me, as always, Ryan Stickle. How's it going, Ryan? Ah, it's going pretty well. Big show tonight. Weekend's almost here. That's the best part of doing the show on a Thursday. Yep. Is the week I'm like, okay, the weekend is upon us as opposed to uh, we were doing it like was it Monday, Tuesday night? Tuesdays. It's just kinda like uh middle of the week, Tuesday, probably the hardest day of the week. So doing well. Doing so well. Oftentimes, yeah. Tuesday can be harder than Monday. Yeah. A lot of times. I that's because Monday you wake up early, but it's like I'm more or less rested. Make it through my day. Yeah, I'm a little tired. Then you wake up Tuesday. Tuesday is your first day of the week where you are not properly rested, and I maintain that. Yeah, so Thursday night, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, if you get a job, like, you know, you work in retail, I kind of make my own schedule with uh, what I do, so I don't have to work Fridays if I don't want to, and usually I don't want to, so I don't, <laughs> I don't often, so this is sometimes the end of my week right here. Thursday. I get up and uh, on, on a Friday, just sleep in, and then go do uh, Berkeley Springs High School football radio right so it's uh it's a good time and you know get work into the weekend uh i don't you know monday is indigenous people's day or another or it has another name to some people yes that you i mean it's up to you i guess it's open holiday to interpretation yeah we can call it whatever we want That's it's this monday though right is that this monday i think it, yes was not aware at all I'm pretty bad with holidays when I used to. Because, like, when I was in school, I would know every holiday coming up because I'd know exactly the days we had off. And now it's just like, right? oh, today's this. Wow. I'd be like, wow, Labor Day. Okay. I would. I, I uh, officially declare that the new alternative uh, name for Indigenous Peoples Day is Highly Disputed Day. Oh, okay. Wow. Highly Disputed Day. That, uh, I don't know if that sounds like a great holiday or just the worst holiday of all time, highly disputed day. I guess for us it would be all right because, you know, we are highly disputed, but for people who don't care, I don't think they would understand how to celebrate. I think we'd just be, like, giving takes all day and acting a fool. But um, right. But for, you know, anybody else celebrating, they'd just probably go about their day. It's like most holidays. Most holidays it's just like, yeah, I'm going to have the day off. I don't really care what this is. Yeah, it's like <laughs> people get offended about this holiday and that holiday or whatever, oh, this religion. But like, man, give me the day off. That's all you need. You call it whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. Now we're gonna transition. Speaking of the speaking of people doing uh, stuff on their on their off days, oh. uh, Urban Meyer's in the news, and uh, we've got someone. I believe we have him on the line here to uh, talk with us here. Uh, Urban Meyer himself. Urban Meyer himself. He's called uh, into the show. Our guest. Just want to make sure. Yep, I, I hear him on the line there. So joining <laughs> us right now from uh, Jaguar Report, the uh, Jag- Jacksonville Jaguars blog of Sports Illustrated, a man who's uh, been busy this week and getting a lot of uh, <laughs> he's had a lot of stuff on his plate. Uh, now recurring guest, second time appearance, Mr. John Shipley. How's it going, John? Hey. Going great, you know. Thanks, thanks for having me on again, guys. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank, uh, thanks so, for uh, having you. So, uh, so John, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> it it's been one of the weirdest weeks I've 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 ever had. You know, it's my third. I, I've covered the team for three years, and you know, I, I don't know how to explain the people that I've devoted all my time this week to you know writing about Urban Meyer, you know, and some girl you know dancing uh, at a bar. But that's that's been exactly what my week's been. Absolutely. Uh, Urban Meyer has, you know, gone on an apology tour. You know, he apologized on Monday publicly and then individually to position groups. He apologized again on Tuesday after Shaq Khan kind of let a really scathing statement out. And then he apologized for a third time on Wednesday to the entire team since he had not done that on Monday. He also apologized again to the fan base on Wednesday. So it has been the Urban Meyer apology tour in Jacksonville this weekend. It'd be hard to remember. They, they're actually – playing a real-life football game in, like, three days. Did he apologize yet today? <laughs> he didn't talk today, but I, I well, said he would have. Well, <laughs> listen. There's mate, still time. It's only thir- 8 o'clock yeah, on the thurs- East Coast. Thursday night football's on tonight. They, they got a halftime show. Maybe he calls in and says, I'm sorry. I mean, his, 
his his wife deleted her Twitter account of that works. <laughs> She announced that she was uh, deleting her Twitter account as well I, yes. with a tweet, oh, which man. is always the the sign of a person who will permanently keep their Twitter deleted. <laughs> so yeah, um, Urban Meyer, in case you people didn't notice, and uh, you know John kind of uh, alluded to it, uh, the video of him apparently not traveling back with the team after no, Thursday night uh, in the Thursday night game in Cincinnati, stopping by his restaurant uh or restaurant bar in uh ohio after the after the uh, game on the weekend and was videoed uh having some girl i what's the first video you could say the girl was dancing on him he had his like hands by the the, the bar stool and he was like well who can who's to say what's you, there's you know it's out of context it's only like 5 seconds there was a second video angle where well, it was a little more clear what was what was going on there, and uh, the woman. The reason we say some woman is because it was uh, very much not his wife, not Shelly Meyer at all, and uh, so we're all sinners. Think, we're all sinners, Dylan. We're all. Sin- yeah. Can I just re- can I read her um, her Twitter exit real quick? Because there's a couple things in here I, I just oh, have to get to. Oh so. Uh, she tweets out, thank you, friends, followers, fans, supporters for all your love, fun, laughs over the years. God bless and God bless America. Peace out. <laughs> Lots of flamingo emojis. Then there's an image attached in her iPhone notes where she says, this will be my last post on Twitter. Frankly, I don't need the hate, vitriol, slander, trash that will at me. This has never stopped anyway. We all make mistakes. We are all sinners. If you think you aren't, then cast the first stone. To my wonderful followers slash friends, thank you for your love, support, friendship, laughs. I will miss this the most. I love you all and wish God's blessings on you. Thank you. Hashtag faith, family, football, flamingos. (laughs) (laughs) And then she ends with P.S. I will be deleting right as I right as I post this. So I will not see responses. Much love. That was posted at 1.31 p.m. today. It is now 8.14 p.m. Amazing. The flamingo thing, I'm not, and I don't understand. But um, who's? I mean, that I mean, if, if that isn't a <laughs> a classic uh, NFL coach's wife right there, in the most like stereotypical sense of like, oh, this is a football guy. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh. so I mean, he just shouldn't be the coach anymore, right? Like, this is very going very poorly. The team is zero and four. Like, sh- should he even like coach on Sunday? Uh, I, I mean, that's a, you know, a question that's tough to answer without, you know, knowing exactly, you know, what his contract looks like. And that's something you can actually get out of, you know, cleanly that quickly. Uh, I, I think it's definitely a question of, you know, with everything happening this early, I would imagine the Jaguars are already thinking about what are they going to do in the off season. But I, I, I honestly, I, I don't think that they're going to, fire him at any point really during this season i think you know they're like basically you know he's dug his hole and you know they're going to give him the left the rest of the you know basically news you know to either hang himself or you know to dig himself out of the hole and prove that he's you know worthy of you know keeping the job past this year you know the, the fact that you have to do that after four games kind of shows you know the state of things and you know the actual confidence in him so i would say it's extremely low chance he's their coach past this season but I, I, I'd be surprised if they fired him anytime soon, just just because I think of how difficult it probably would be to kind of make it work from a contract standpoint. Yeah, mid mid season transition from uh, in you know the coaching staff is always tough, so understandable why you would want to you know just ride it out for the rest of the season. But I can't imagine it past this year unless they go on some magical run where uh, his apology fixed everything. And Trevor Lawrence starts uh, once again looking like Clemson Trevor Lawrence. Uh, that he's on, he's from, you know. I can't imagine that kind of turnaround or anything. It would be, it would literally be a magical run. It would <laughs> um, have to be, yeah. Um, because I mean, based on just on the field alone, that team. I mean, you can forget, you know, what are we on the third? I don't. I want to call scandal. I mean, you know, you had the the was it strength conditioning coach scandal. Yeah. You brought in Tebow. I wouldn't call that a scandal, but it was more of a. Um, I would 
at best called a miscalculation on his part. Yeah, it's, and now, all, it, it's always weird to talk about that with the Chris Doyle thing because I'm like, <laughs> I'm not equating those, I promise, but I always do the same thing. You know, I list those, but I'm like, but trust me, they're different. <laughs> yeah, they're they're totally different, but things that you can, you know, count strikes against him just decision-making-wise. And now we have this, which you, you know, maybe call strike three, but you could put all that aside and look at their product on the field, and they've been... I mean, you know, they competed with the the Bengals on a Thursday night game, but um, they just look thoroughly outcoached and unprepared, especially the game against the Texans right out of the gate. Um, there was just, it's just, I don't know what you're getting out of Urban Meyer other than poor coaching, stress, anxiety, and scandal. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the next thing I wanted to ask about was the on-field product because it's, uh, they're 0-4. They opened up the season losing to the Texans, who uh, I kind of thought would... I was like, you know what? They could go 0-17. Wouldn't be surprised. But obviously they look a little better than that when uh, Terod Taylor was in there. What What is it that's going wrong on the field, John? Uh, I, I, I think a big part of it is, you know, they look a lot like a 1-15 team that hasn't really added a major influx of talent yet. You know, they have all these draft picks, all this cap space. And, you know, some of their new additions have been the best players like Jamal Agnew. Rayshon Jenkins and Shaquille Griffin, but ultimately they're still a team that's not marginally more talented, if more talented at all, than the team that won in 15 last year. I'd say in week one, they just, they, they playing out, looked like they were not coached or prepared at all for an NFL football game. You know, there were a ton of like formation penalties, you know, guys, too many guys in the huddle, too many guys on the field. I believe at one point on a punt, they only had 10 guys on the punt return team. So it, it, it was, it, it was just a lot going on. Since then, you've seen them marginally get better. I mean, they hung around with Denver for a bit. Uh, you, you can argue if it wasn't for a sweet uh, flea flicker pick six that, you know, they have a good chance to knock off an unbeaten Arizona team. And then last week, you know, they had a second half collapse, but if Trevor Lawrence gets a yard, they're up 21-0 to zero on the Bengals. So while I think, you know, they certainly deserve their spot at the bottom of all power rankings because, I mean, it's the NFL business. It's the NFL. It's a win-loss business. Uh, if you're 0-4, you're a bad team. It doesn't matter how the losses come because more wins don't matter. But I do think that you're seeing them actually be a bit more competitive each week to the point where I don't think it's an 0-17 type team. I would imagine, especially with Lawrence improving the way he has since week one, that eventually you know they're going to figure out a way to stop finding new ways to lose. Yeah, I mean, you, what I heard in the beginning there was, uh, you're telling me Urban Meyer wasn't able to get a team prepared for an NFL football game? How'd that happen? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It, it, it was weird because I actually thought organization and attention to detail would probably be like the one thing, you know, he'd be best at, you Oof. know, basically being like a micromanager and making sure and like Oops. every, you know, T is crossed and I is dotted, whatever the saying is. But they, they literally did not look like they even practiced for that week one game. And uh, Trevor Lawrence specifically, like, what have you seen from him, how he's looked so far? You know, four games into his season as this rookie guy who's supposed to be really the best prospect since Andrew Luck, if not Peyton Manning. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I think, you know, you're definitely seeing the fact that he's not a guy who you can plug and play, in my opinion. This is always probably going to be the case, depending on things around him. He's not a guy who's going to plug and play and look like a 10-year veteran from day one. Just because, you know, he, he's kind of a yellow ball thrower. He loves throwing the ball downfield. I think he has the fourth most air yards in the NFL right now, one of the highest average, you know, depth of his throws. And But overall, I would say, you know, after week one where he kind of looked inaccurate, looked like he was rushing things, didn't trust what he was seeing, was making bad decisions. You're seeing the bad decisions happen much less. He's becoming more accurate. And then I think against the Bengals, you kind of saw his, you know, his full skill set. You know, he's a really athletic guy at 6'6". He's great at throwing the ball on the move and moving in the pocket, and he's getting better at his accuracy on short throws and in between the numbers. So I, I think he's shown the skill set of a number one overall pick and the skill set to be a high-level starter in the NFL. It's just about getting more consistent. But I, I think if you had, like, say, say, you know, just for example, you put Gardner Minshew at quarterback instead of Trevor Lawrence on this Jaguars team, and it, it, would, it would look like a train wreck. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there's still a lot of people that don't take into uh, account uh, supporting cast and coaching around a quarterback as much as they should, especially. <laughs> and, you know, I think our, even our friend uh, Justice Mosqueda has talked about in a, at length about how most rookie quarterbacks are bad. If a rookie quarterback is a net positive to your team, he is a very much an aberration. 
So it's even Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, he's going to struggle at the beginning. So especially with the team around him. So it's not, that's not too surprising really. Yeah, no, it's not. And especially like, like the way I've described it to people is he looks like a rookie quarterback placed in the middle of a one fifteen team because yeah. you know, that, that's exactly, you know, what he is. I feel like at least from maybe an outsider's point of view, if I'm looking at that team, looking at urban Meyer's job security, um, the one thing that would keep him hanging on, for me at least, is if he is doing anything to help Trevor Lawrence progress, if he is making him any a better quarterback at all. Because I think the second he takes your the future of your franchise and is a detriment to his progression, uh, I think that's when you have to cut the cord midseason, if it, if it comes to that. Um, he has improved week over week, so I don't think that's probably the issue there. But to me, that's really the one thing where... The future of franchise is Trevor Lawrence, not Urban Meyer. Exactly. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, hundred percent. The most important thing, you know, for the Jaguars moving forward is Trevor Lawrence, and it's at least in my opinion, it's easier to rebound from hiring the wrong head coach than it is from drafting the wrong quarterback. And no. you know, at this point, it certainly looks like the Jaguars drafted the wrong head coach. I mean, signed the wrong head coach. But I would say the quarterback situation is going in the complete opposite way. I would, I would say Lawrence is actually. Like kind of just with his persona and kind of his calm demeanor and his maturity at 22, 23, whatever he is, I think he's actually giving Jaguars fans more optimism moving forward, despite the mess that they are right now. How about that? Wow, that's not a lot. And that's not the kind of thing you hear from the national media right now. No. You, we got our man on the ground here talking about the, the optimism there. All right. Yeah, no, no, no. They're all like, "Hey, our head coach is awful and probably gone this year," but we at least it seems like have a quarterback, which is. You know, I mean, imagine if you're going to the Urban Meyer fiasco and you have, you know, like Blake Bortles or, like I said, Gardner oh, Minshew or, Jesus. you know, even, you know, another high, like a guy who has struggled in recent years, you know, like Sam Darnold during his early career, then there'd be no hope. You know, or if you're on a team like the Falcons, too, you're awful and you have a geriatric quarterback. Yeah. All right. Now, hear me out. Urban Meyer, the end of the season, they part ways. They mutually part ways, let's say. You know, Urban Meyer goes and takes the USC job, whatever. You don't really need to go out and spend all this money on a new head coach, NFL head coach. Well, I mean, Bill Belichick may, probably makes like $10 million a year, something like this. You already have a payroll on another set down in Jacksonville run by Tony Khan, all right? <laughs> all Elite Wrestling. You have a big payroll of guys over there that I think you can bring in at least one of those guys to be the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> if it's me, you're bringing in Taz. You're bringing in Team Taz, and now the whole Jaguars are Team Taz. Maybe you start hook at quarterback, you know? Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he, he's got he's going to get a run for his money if you do that, all right, John? So let me see. So on the AEW roster, who are you looking at as a potential head coach as outside of Taz, the obvious choice? Yeah, no, I, Taz is the obvious one. I'm... You, you know, th this is a tough one for me, but I'm, I'm going to have to go with, you know, the, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. You know, they, they need, you know, a clean baby face type, you know, somebody who can represent, you know, the good morality of <laughs> the, the, the Jaguars. That who already is you know, counteract whatever has gone, gone on now. You know, they don't need an evil Uno type hire. And you've. Listen, Cody. Listen, I I couldn't disagree more. To me, Cody Rhodes is the John Harbaugh of, 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 of uh, the uh, the Jim Harbaugh of pro wrestling. All right, he's a guy that's going to try to bring in the cultural the cultural fit. He's going to try to be the cultural guy, bring in and re really uh, instill a new team values. But in the, in the when it comes down to it, man can't make a game plan. He cannot make a game plan. I mean, just look at his matches against Malachi Black. He doesn't know how to beat him. <laughs> he doesn't know, and he'll be hated by the fan base. I mean, come on. Uh, it, it's five to go. The it, like a second one. I would. It's tough for me, but I want to say MJF simply for the sound bites because I I I, I oh, feel man. like he you know at least with the losing in Jacksonville he would be able you know to give something worthwhile in a press conference other than Urban you know slapping the podium because he just realized his quarterback didn't throw a turnover in the last three hours. I oh, mean, Gene <laughs> Gene Fournette would not survive a press conference with MJF. Let me tell you, it happens. <laughs> all right well john we'll let you go uh thank you for joining us that's this is uh john shipley of a jaguar report of sports illustrated and the man's got a lot on his plate uh thank you for joining us john now a recurring guest of highly disputed hey thank you guys for having me on i appreciate y'all uh fantastic show and hey i'm, I'm proud to be a two-time guest now you know i'm i'm a guest on the hang of my office part of the cinematic universe now you really is yeah <laughs> i'm canon <laughs>
Yeah, you don't want. <laughs> uh, we don't need a cross. You don't probably don't want to cross over with too many of those characters. But uh, <laughs> no, no, for another I'll, day. I'll, 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 I'll stay my own spin off. Yeah. All right. Take care, John. I appreciate y'all. That's John Shipley. How about that, man. <laughs> I couldn't. You know, listen. That was my one thing. You don't. You don't want Cody Rhodes. All right. You don't. <laughs> you don't want him. I mean, he can't win. He can't win the big one. Obviously, you, know. you just can't do it. MJF. <laughs> MJF would. I mean, he wouldn't survive. He should be commissioner of the league. Oh man, imagine that. Everything would be legal. It would be chaos. It really. He have to. He would have to apologize every every week, every press conference. Oh man. All right. So I think we should just. We can just jump right into Sticks picks, you know? We got to jump right into it, man. You know, we'll, we'll get the into week, the schedule. The week is upon us. I mean, the game is probably started for Thursday night. Let me check. Make sure we don't have 827. a 8-27. It probably, it probably has started. It has started 12-29, first quarter. No score yet, so I can I can still pick the game fairly. It's a Rams-Seahawks? Yes. All right, yeah, that's good a good matchup, one. Yeah. Good one. In Seattle. Might actually watch that one. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead. This is, a, what, week five of the NFL We're in season? week five, man. It is flying by. I mean, It really is. Uh, we were would have been the, the, the quarter the quarter way, 25% point last week, but we have this new schedule out this year, so the math's a little different, but we're pretty much a quarter of the way through the year already. Amazing. All right, so week five of the NFL season, sticks picks here for – WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University, highly disputed. Here we go. All right, so it's week five of Sticks Picks. We are 38 and 26 on the year, 8 and 8 last week. Weird week, uneven week, a lot of strange outcomes, particularly the 1 o'clock window, but let's jump right into it. Rams, Seahawks playing right now, picking the Rams to bounce back tonight. If they lose, they're on fraud watch, I'm telling you. Ooh. Sunday, 9.30 a.m., London game, Falcons-Jets. This is a <laughs> disgraceful matchup to send overseas. That's what Britain deserves. Matt Ryan, he's going to have a Blake Bortles-like performance across the pond. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Titans-Jags. Titans will win, but the bigger question, will Urban be the coach? He will, for now. Vikings, Lions. So the Lions are actually as bad as we thought. Came out in a loss last week. Kirk Cousins and his three-yard completions will lead the Vikes to a win. Panthers, Eagles. This quietly should be an interesting game to watch. Panthers bounce back. Saints, Washington. The Saints confuse me, but I think they'll win. Heineke plays well in a loss. Bucks, Dolphins. Tom Brady is back in that Florida weather. He'll look like less of a geezer this week. The Bucks cover minus 10. Broncos Steelers, big lot minus ten. Broncos Steelers, not picking the Steelers until further notice. Broncos win nineteen to eleven. Patriots Texans, this is another just dreadful matchup. I do not want to watch this. Pats play a lot worse than last week, and they still win. Hmm. Packers Bengals, Aaron Rodgers. Sunday four twenty five. Chargers Browns. The Chargers might be for real. Baker Mayfield's injuries are also for real. Chargers by eight. Raiders Bears. The Raiders are not for real. The Raiders man fell off. But they'll look at against Sunday. Look at on Sunday against this pathetic Bears team. They get mm. the win. The Raiders, Cardinals, 49ers. The last undefeated team will remain undefeated. Cowboys, Giants. I'm just glad this isn't on Sunday Night Football. Cowboys will dominate Sunday Night Football. Bills, Chiefs. The Bills are going to win an Arrowhead in prime time. The Chiefs are going to be two and three. Monday Night Football. Ravens, Colts. Ravens should have no problem with these scrubs. I just wish there was a Manning cast. Those are sticks picks. Week five. I'd call that perfect timing on the on the music. That's there. about as good as it can get, you know. You can, you almost want to be a little long because you like to, you know, you like to pick up the tempo there near the end. But um, not a terrible slate of games. You're telling me we're week five, and the only undefeated team left is the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> yes, I, you said that. I <laughs> they are four zero. I nearly fell on the floor. Everybody's lost. The Rams lost. The Rams are really the one that was that was probably the the team hanging on, but they lost yeah. to the Cardinals. That's incredible. I did not realize that at all. I mean, the Cardinals they I mean they they look good. Yeah. So does the whole NFC West uh, looks you know there isn't a bad team in there. I mean the Seahawks. Seahawks are the worst team. I don't. I wouldn't call the Seahawks bad. I'd say the the Seahawks are probably below average. The, the they got Se- they got some holes, but the Seahawks legitimately look like. Like the worst team, uh, they look like they're pretty thoroughly the worst team, or maybe solidly the worst team, if anything. But they're not bad. 
by any stretch of the mean. If you put them in, you know, multiple divisions, there, there's multiple divisions in the NFL that they could win. The AFC South. Yes. The I mean, the AFC East, they could, you know, scratch out a wild card in the a- in the AFC. Uh, the NFC East, I assume they NFC would East. probably win. Honestly, the NFC North, eh. Yeah, mid. it's like the Packers. It's and like what yeah, else? the Packers had to play the Cardinals. The, you, uh, who's the, the Seahawks sec- twice? Second best like, team in that yeah. division is probably the, the Vikings. Like no, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, so I mean, if you can knock the Packers off once, you got a shot there. So, um, yeah, NFC West. Every every week, there's a game with an NFC West matchup. Like that's it's easy. It's one of the top three games of the week automatically. Absolutely. You got this game. And they play they I think the whole division plays again this week. 49ers Cardinals and yes. right, and the Thursday night game right now. Yes. Yes, they do. So, yeah. Uh last week before we jump into week 5 too much, week 4, obviously we talked about the Jaguars and the way that they're melting down. I think we're, I think we're good on Jaguars <laughs> talk for tonight. Yeah. Uh Washington beat the Falcons 34 to 30. What a wild game that was. Uh, Taylor Heineke, I mean, he's solid. He is. He's a. I I would say he is a good backup. Oh yeah. He, your starter gets hurt, and your t- backup is Taylor Heineke. You're like, okay, yeah, we can. We're not. We're not too bad. It doesn't. It doesn't make you a sweat too much. It's not like if uh, if Justin Fields gets hurt, and you're like, well, the backup's Nick Foles. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I just oh. wonder who's gonna overpay him in free agency. Mm. It's the old the old Matt Flynn conundrum. That is that's probably that that might be one of the best finesse Hall of Fames I've ever seen. Matt Flynn with the Seahawks, absolutely all that money and did not start a single game for them. I'm feeling I'm feeling like it's just going to be Washington that overpays. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, that would be the. the I was goal. searching around in my head for other teams. And the and I'm like, second, oh, no, the it just second, all comes back to Washington. The second he gets paid, it's just it's all over. Yep. it's over. The Bears beat the Lions. I mean, that's two teams that are probably irrelevant for the whole season. So sorry. Justin Fields, I mean, he, we, we are sincerely he looked, sorry. He looked better, yeah. Sorry, mom. Uh, Cowboys <laughs> and Panthers. The Cowboys looked. Good. The Panthers, I mean, they kept up, but yeah, they were three and zero. But it was like, eh, also, the Panthers traded. The Panthers traded for Stephon Gilmore this week. They did which is a wild move. I mean, Gilmore has been on the uh, physically unable to perform list, which he will be until at least week six, with like a groin injury or like it was like from what I, I'm not still confused as to why the Patriots did that. I guess we'll like. Yeah, because it we'll came out they were going to release him. And before they actually released him, they got him to Carolina for a sixth-round pick. Yeah. And then uh, also the Cowboys released Jalen Smith this week, and he signed with the Packers. Yes. So those are two very interesting moves uh, uh, that happened this week. So, someone did say they watched the tape on him this year, and they said, oof. <laughs> so, yeah, that I mean. I mean, there's a reason he got released, but exactly. maybe, you know, change of scenery. The Dolphins lost to the Colts. That was I don't know why that happened. I mean, Brissett just was getting knocked down every every play. That seemed like yeah, the uh, the Dolphins are bad. Yeah, they're. Uh, I thought they were going to be a good team yeah. with a average ish quarterback, and they they just have not been. No, their defense isn't that great. It's great as it should be. They should have a really good defense at the very least. And they yeah. just they don't. The Browns beat the Vikings fourteen to seven. Baker Mayfield's playing with injuries. The less said about this game, probably the better. Partially torn labrum. Yeah, non throwing though. So. Yeah, that's just something he's going to be playing through. So uh, that'll be a nice excuse for when the Browns uh, fall off later in the year. Hmm. Uh, the Giants beat the Saints in overtime. I don't really care. The Titans lost. The fraudulent Titans, <laughs> even though they were missing their two best wide receivers and the only two weapons they have on offense in the passing game. Hey, you lost to the Jets in overtime. You lost to Zach Wilson. Uh, don't do that. The, uh, the leading that. receiver for the... Uh... <laughs> oh Jesus! Leading receiver for the Titans was running back Jeremy McNichols. <laughs> Good Lord! It's a Chicago Chicago Bears legend, Jeremy McNichols. I think. Uh, I mean, I did. I I when I uh, predicted this game, you know, obviously I picked the Titans to win, but I did say Derrick Henry would feast. He did have 157 yards. Yeah, and they by. somehow lost. Yeah, the Seahawks beat the 49ers, even though the Seahawks seem to be the worst team. I would, if by the end of the year, I would assume Cardinals beat the Rams. Ravens beat the Broncos. It was kind of a slow, slow start for the Ravens, but they picked it up. The Ravens are passing the ball deep more than they have in the, uh, with Lamar Jackson in previous years, and it's working. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Steelers, they lost to the Packers by 10. That's about what you expected, right? I said, uh, I believe, 
I said like they'd 11? lose by, I think they said, hang on, it's in my notes. I want to say they would lose by 13, mm. if I remember correctly. Let me look here. Um, Yeah, I got Packers winning by 13, so I was kind of right on the go. money there. Yeah, Buccaneers beat the Patriots only by two in a game that I'm, I assume Tom Brady was just kind of throwing to make for interesting television. Turn it into a Brady was 22 of 43 for 269 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah. Just yeah. A, a slog of a game. Yeah, and the Chargers beat the Raiders handily on Monday night. And then we look into, we're looking ahead into next week. <laughs> 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> on NFL Network. In London, England, the Jets and the Falcons. Man, they sent poor old Greg Gumbel over there. Poor, game. honestly. Mate, just do remote. Greg Gumbel. Do it remote. Pretty old. Did not really? realize till this last week. He's huh. like he's like seventy five. That's wild. He looks good. Doesn't sound that great, but listen, <laughs> he still. I would say he still sounds good. He's missing a lot lately. It's it's sad to hear. There's I a th- reason he dropped from their their first and then to their second behind Jim Nance, and now he's like their fourth broadcast team. Do you think they send a game like this over to be like, okay, if the people in England will go to this game, they'll go to anything, and we can reliably put a team in London? Maybe. They go to the games, though. I mean, they yeah. they pack that place. They give them those weird flags with the team logo on it. <laughs> like, they go over there, and they do not replicate the NFL experience at all. No. It's like the It's just a soccer fan. It's just like soccer fans. Soccer fans have no and they have no idea what's happening. No, it's a, wrestling is interesting is a like similar experience where uh, British fans are uh, di- kind of different than American fans or even <laughs> Japanese fans where British fans they love they love their their sing-along chants. They love their 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 song. They love to make songs in the chants for the, the so- it's the soccer thing. They all that's all they do with soccer games yep. is just sing until yep. something happens. Exactly. <laughs> Let's see. If we're looking to, at our red zone slate here, Packers, Bengals. Should be a pretty good two, game. Two three and one teams there. Green Bay favored by three at, uh, on the road. I mean, that seems like a game the Packers should win. I'd say Green Bay's a better three and one. Yeah. I don't I mean the Bengals the Bengals aren't bad or anything like horrible. They should like, compete for the first half or so. Three and then. one, man. And then you, <laughs> the Lions and the Vikings, 0 and four versus one and three. They, there's your second best team in the division, the one and three Vikings. Yep, there you go. Ten point favorites. That's mm. yeah, Broncos, Steelers, Dolphins, Buccaneers. Oh, oh no, Dolphins, Buccaneers. The bad Dolphins. Yeah. The Buccaneers coming off a not a loss but a bad game. So yeah, you can only imagine that. That yeah. looks like one of those like forty three, like seventeen games. Saints and Washington. That's a game that should be close. But not because, but not even, maybe not interesting, like an uninteresting close game, like a Big Ten football game. Yeah, I I can't get a beat on the Saints to be honest with really, you. Really, no, you like can't. Jameis, it's Jameis Winston. Yeah, it's like he's just he's so a inconsistent. Card. Yeah, and even when he's good, he throws for like a hundred thirty yards and like three touchdowns, and they just run the ball. So yeah, that's really, they should win though. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like a lot of. It's a lot of a. Uh, well, it's the usual bit. I was gonna say a lot of one o'clock games, but it's the it's about the usual. I think there's I think there's eight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Titans, Jags, uh, Eagles, <laughs> Panthers, Patriots, Texans. Jeez, what in the world's happening in this one o'clock slate? Ugh. They're just throwing all the junk. It's out a good of that thing shit. you got red zone to watch all those games at the same time. Exactly. Uh, four o'clock. You got Bears, Raiders. Oh, yeah, it's not getting better. Uh, Rams, <laughs> Char- okay. Uh, Browns, Chargers. Bra- Browns should Chargers. be a good game. I think it would be. It's going to be buried, though. Nobody's yes. getting that game. Giants Cowboys. That's your Joe Buck Troy Aikman game. That is every, every time it happened. It, let me. It feels like every year when the Giants and Cowboys play, one of them is the four twenty five uh, Fox game in Dallas, and the mm-hmm. other is Sunday night in New York. Yep, pretty much. It's uh, every year. It's just the no matter how bad those teams are, and the Cowboys are solid this year. No matter how bad they are, the ratings are just too good to not put those in the big time slots. Bills and Chiefs on Sunday night. That's a fun one. The, I think the Bills are going to win. Ooh. I don't. The Bills, listen. Kansas City's only favored by two and a half at home. If the Bills had beaten the Steelers, right? They played terrible that game. If they eked by the Steelers by a field goal that day, they'd be 4 0 and they would have just dominated everybody else. I don't care who they played, they're winning like 35 and 40 to nothing. At that point, it doesn't really matter who you're playing. If you're beating an NFL team like that consistently, you're really good. And the Chiefs, I'm just not impressed with at all. They came off a loss, went to the Eagles, 
and you think, all right, coming off a loss, go play the Eagles, just destroy them. They couldn't destroy them because their defense is terrible. Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns. Their offense put up all kinds of points. They couldn't get a stop on defense. They're just not that good. No. Unless I, unless unless it's like a classic, like the Bills are one of these cursed franchises. They come in and just like lay an egg in prime time. Yeah. They should win that game. It'll be close, but they should win that game. Yeah, the fact it's in Kansas City is really the only thing working against them. And then on Monday night, what it, uh, it's Colts and Ravens. It should be just a, a good showcase game for Lamar Jackson. Uh, even though the Ravens are still really banged up. Uh, you know, they've gotten back Jimmy Smith at this point, but they may still be missing Ronnie Stanley, Nick Boyle, Rashad Bateman. Uh, the, the secondary's gotten really banged up. Deshaun Elliott has been injured. And, I mean, we'll see how many of those guys play. But regardless, I mean, the Ravens are seven-point favorites which is, you know, about right. I mean, they it, they were underdogs against the Broncos and ended up beating them by 16. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand that. I didn't. I didn't the, the, it actually, the spread only grew in the favor of the Broncos as the game got closer. I guess the Broncos is just like they are, regardless who they played, they are undefeated and they're at home, so we'll just give it to them. Yeah. So it's an interesting slate. It's nothing nothing to write home about. But yeah, you just need the a Thursday couple, night game right yeah. on right now should be good. Uh, still zero zero seven eleven left in the first quarter. So the rare I mean, the rare week where like the Thursday night game really should be on Sunday. Yeah, I mean they've transitioned over to Fox for the Thursday night yeah, games. games so that's so why they get the games are just there. a little too good. Like man, you could put on put on your your Cowboys Giants on Thursday. Everybody would watch it. It's in prime time. Yep. Give it the ratings there. Put this game on. On Sunday afternoon, give us the good game with proper, no, I won't say proper rest, because a week for, between football games is still not healthy on anybody. But, no. um, you know, not come into practice the day after your game. Next week's Thursday night game, Buccaneers-Eagles. Uh, see, that's, that's a proper, like, okay, one of these teams is good, the other is interesting enough. That's but When a you have to give game. every team a Thursday night game, you could do worse Yeah. Than that. Oh, Browns, Broncos. I mean, I'm just looking through. I think we've done this already, but I'm just looking yes. through the Thursday night slate. Packers, yeah. Cardinals, the October 28th game is going to be okay. good. Okay. So I'll keep an eye on that one. Until that. then, we're kind of held over by whoever. So. Yeah. All right. So I think that's about all I've got for uh, the NFL for this week. So I'm just going to go ahead, and we're going we're gonna to fire up the old college football machine over here and uh, get to work on that because it was an uh, interesting week. We were in um, Morgantown for uh, West Virginia to lose to Texas Tech, a team that they should have just handily beaten. Uh, it's also weird that that was only, what, five days ago? It feels like a year ago. That was a long feels time like ago. A month ago. I, was it feels young, like I was a young man then. I'm an old man now. They really, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and we'll get into our uh, college football, untitled and unmastered uh, <laughs> college football picks against the spread here. Yes. Yes. Let's fire it up. Hit me. Our original song. <laughs> yep. All right, we're looking at a uh, we're coming off of a seven and ten week, so we're gonna try to uh, get on the right track here. Coastal Carolina tonight minus twenty and a half at Arkansas State. Myrtle Beach for the win. FIU plus four and a half versus Charlotte. It's Miami for the win. Arizona State minus ten and a half versus Stanford. We're only taking party schools this week, folks. Am I right? Yeah. Baylor. Minus two and a half versus West Virginia. Whoops. Yes, we're not taking party schools. Uh, yes. I'm simply not trusting this team until Jared Dagey is uh, on the sideline permanently. Uh, Michigan State, minus three and a half at Rutgers. Whoops. <laughs> Never mind again. <laughs> no party schools. Uh, Marshall, minus 17 and a half versus Old Dominion. This line has moved four points since taking this at 17 and a half. Up mm. to 21 and a half. So we get in early, folks. Stay woke. Uh, <laughs> UMass versus UConn. The game of the week again for UConn. Am I right? Uh, you're an absolute heathen if you uh, <laughs> wager on this game. <laughs> that being said, UMass plus three and a half. Okay. Buffalo plus six and a half at Kent State. Go Bills. Uh, Troy minus two and a half versus Georgia Southern. The Trojans, uh, they didn't cover the Gamecocks last week, unfortunately. But this time, I mm. think it's going to be different. Memphis plus four and a half at Tulsa. Walking with my feet ten feet off a of beal to the pay window, folks. Am I right? <laughs> UCF, minus 10.5 versus ECU. Dylan Gabriel's out, but hopefully uh, ECU still sucks. Uh, Syracuse, plus 5.5 versus Wake Forest. Wake Forest screwing up their perfect season against Dino Babers, of all people, would be peak Wake. 
Wisconsin minus 10.5 at Illinois. I'm not sure what the opposite of a revenge game is, but uh, that's what Brett Bielema is going to go through this week. And finally, Tennessee minus 10.5 versus South Carolina. Gamecocks. Rocky Top. According to the FCC, I'm not allowed to finish this joke. Go Vols. <laughs> there we go. Got that one in two minutes this time. Nice. Just kind of sped through it. I should have believed in myself a little more on the other ones. I didn't have to run it back too much. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, let's, uh, now that I've done that, pull up what happened first. Oh, hoo-hoo. First of all, 24 uh Coastal Carolina right now. Uh, 13 seconds before halftime. I just pulled that up. Hello. Uh, we look at last week. First of all, once we got past WVU, we look at what happened in the top 25. Oh, boy. Yeah, we, we said this was going to be a big week. Uh, that didn't exactly lead to interesting games. Yeah, real it, We found out a lot of frauds last week in college football. Georgia beat Arkansas 37 to nothing. And uh, that's pretty much to be expected. Cincinnati beat Notre Dame 24 to 13 in South Bend. I think we kind of we saw that coming. We said Cincinnati's yeah, better Notre team. Dame is just not good. No. Uh, Ole Miss lost to Alabama 42 to 21. Oregon lost to Stanford. <sighs> Number three Oregon lost to Stanford. There goes and the Pac-12. <laughs> the, yep, we'll see the uh, Oregon try again next year for the playoff there at Pac-12. Try for that expansion. Uh, Oklahoma State beat Baylor. Let's see. Got anything else? Auburn beat LSU. Clemson almost lost to Boston College. That's something to watch there. Again, Clemson, just off, their offense is nothing. They, it looks like absolute crap. Yeah. And uh, Arizona State upset number 20 uh, UCLA also. We look ahead to this week. I just want to talk about, first of all, you got the Red River rivalry on at noon. Number, uh, Oklahoma only favored by three, but, I mean, it's Oklahoma. It's the Red River rivalry. Oklahoma usually wins. 13, Arkansas going to number 17, Ole Miss. That's an interesting game there. That's what we needed last week. See, yes. those teams played the two teams that were way better than them. This is the level they need. All right, this is the main one. I just want I want you to hear. You might already be looking at the slate there, or you might be looking, uh, but I just, want, I just want you to hear these words, just how it sounds. Okay. Number four, Penn State, goes to number three, Iowa. Yes. <laughs> I believe that's got to be the college football, the college game day game, right? Um, In uh, Iowa City. I mean, what else would it be? It's number three versus number four. It's uh, it's it's not that. I, I oh, it's think. probably Red River. It is it? Red River. Yeah, because that game's on ESPN. And, and uh, yes, the other the other one Penn is Penn State Iowa is on Fox at four o'clock. I think. <laughs> what a disgusting four o'clock kickoff. The the noon college football, a uh, college game day game, is always very interesting to me. Like the people that go to game day just don't go to the game. I guess, or you go in late. Right? Yeah, I guess you have to. I mean, it's in it's in Dallas, so like there's just gonna be there's lots of just people. It's yeah. not like it's just on some campus in the middle of nowhere. I mean, but still, yeah, I I never got that. And then if that's the case, like you can't have you know unless you have Herb Street just not pick games, then like he can't get in yeah. there in time. So right. Right. Oh yeah, I was never a fan. I, I like the uh, I like that it you know game day kind of ends, the party continues, and then you know yeah. eight, eight o'clock we get everybody in the stadium. I'm, or at I'm least three thirty. Yeah. Know? Like, all right, our noon slate. We got Red River. You've got Ohio State and Maryland. Uh, I think Maryland can keep that one a little more competitive. Maryland got whooped by Iowa. Yeah, it was embarrassing last week. I I did not. That's not how I saw that game going at all. That's what not what the numbers said either. But Iowa's just. A train right now. Uh, that game with Penn State is going to be very interesting. Uh, that's, I mean, one of those teams is probably getting just knocked out of the playoff contention right there. Yes. Especially Iowa, I would assume. Love a de facto playing game. <clears throat> really. There are currently five Big Ten teams in the top 11 of the rankings. Yes, the Big Ten. Michigan is They're number back. nine for some reason. Yeah, that's that's fake. Michigan State's number 11 for some reason. Again, Penn State and Iowa are three and four, and Ohio State is seventh. <laughs> Ohio State, who lost to Oregon, who just lost to Stanford. So that's looking even worse for for Ohio State there. Yeah. So your they, noon, they could probably use Urban Meyer. Yeah. Your noon. Yeah. You got the noon slate. You got Michigan State Rutgers. Oh my goodness. Oof. 
What is going they on? They shouldn't there? put Rutgers on TV. They no, they shouldn't. That's why it's re- at least it's relegated to the Big Ten network. You know, that's true. A uh, thing oh, that is, only exists for like half half of people. Again, Arkansas and Ole Miss. That's going to be very interesting because of Arkansas's defense and Ole Miss's offense. That's going to be that should be a fun game. That should be a fun. That's probably that's SEC probably your. Game. That's really probably the the noon watch. I'd probably turn that on. Over Honestly, the Red River. yeah, I think your uh, your thing to do there is turn on Arkansas Ole Miss scoreboard watch red river well if, if you're watching game day that's the game that comes on because red river's yeah. on a- red river's on abc yeah keep it <laughs> so on they're that. not even like getting that audience and keeping them yep. they're like you can come here for the picks but change the channel at noon yeah scoreboard watch red river see if it gets interesting see if oklahoma opens up a lead and you're like ah okay i don't i can just stick here <laughs> and then maybe you go around you check up on maryland and ohio state you check in on baylor and west virginia I don't know why you would. But. Yeah, I mean, if you're a West Virginia fan, I guess you can. I'll <laughs> uh, just see. have it on and just be suffering. 3.30, the, the main one that we haven't mentioned yet, is uh, number two Georgia going to number 18 Auburn. I mean, Georgia's going to win this one. Georgia's uh, defense is a monster. Yeah, Bo Nix, magic, though. You can't tackle him. He really is, yeah. That, that played that, last that, week. man. <laughs> that was incredible stuff that he did. So, I mean, Georgia... To see the the way this plays out is Georgia Alabama in the SEC championship game. The loser still gets in the playoff, and they have a rematch in the national championship game. Yeah, that's just what happens. Or they have, or they have a rematch in the semifinal game, which honestly Man. would sound a little uh, that might be preferable. I don't, I don't honestly. I don't, be cool. So you can just get get that out of the way. And then see, uh, well, <laughs> at that point, did they just play best two out of three? No, actually, no. They should play. They're probably the two best teams. Well, I'm playing the national championship instead of having a blowout against uh, Ohio State somehow. Probably mm. Cincinnati to the playoff. How about that? I don't. I don't think there's anything Cincinnati could do to get in the playoff. I think Luke Fickle could go around and systematically uh, shoot the head coaches of every team <laughs> uh, ahead of them, and they would still uh, be put in. See uh, what you sixth. do, right? You. Uh... You, you get COVID on on the the one of these teams on Alabama's schedule, and you say Bama will play you. You go into Alabama and you beat them. I mean, look, last week Cincinnati was number seven. They beat the number nine team in the country. Yes, they are now number five. Not only the number nine team, but the number nine team who, at home. Who everybody who can rank teams, the AP, the playoff committee, they swear they're good no matter what. It's Notre Dame again, Penn State. And Iowa are ahead of them. Cincinnati just beat Notre Dame. Iowa just beat Maryland. <laughs> what what are we doing here? Did and they if they go undefeated the rest of the way? It's like what do you? It's going to be another UCF situation where it's like, well, what what more can we do? We beat a good team. Like I don't. I mean, what do you want from us? I don't. I don't know what what you can get. At. Like who was who have Penn State and Iowa beaten so far? Penn State beat Auburn, correct? Penn State beat Auburn. Um, Iowa has beaten Penn State. <laughs> Indiana, who was number 17 at the time, now unranked. And uh, let's see, what is their record now? Two and three? Two and three. Indiana is two and three. Wisconsin still ranked? Losses to good teams. Wisconsin is, uh, I believe, ranked. Uh, I yeah, I was beaten Indiana, who was number seventeen at the time. Iowa State, who was number nine at the time, and uh, has since lost another game to Baylor and is now unranked. Mm. They beat Maryland, who is unranked. Kent State unranked. Colorado State unranked. I mean, I get that they looked really good. I just uh, spoke all these uh, good things about them, but why is Cincinnati below them? Yeah. I mean, Penn, Penn State, Penn yeah, State okay. they got, you know, Indiana, Villanova. <laughs> they, they beat 38-17. That's not that's horribly a bad impressive. Loss for, that's a bad loss for Jay Wright right there. Uh, <laughs> well, no wonder they lost. Wrong field. <laughs> Auburn, they beat. Wisconsin's not ranked, excuse me. So, yeah, they beat six, Wisconsin 16-10 on the road home, on the, you know, Wisconsin's opener. They beat Ball State 44-13. So, really, Penn State, uh, I'll give them. Wisconsin's Wisconsin, one and three. Wisconsin. Wisconsin is one and three. Even on the road, not great. I'll give them Auburn. Auburn is solid, but they but they were yes. at home in prime time. So really, Penn State, if they are any type of ranks, should be undefeated. 
Um, four is, uh, yeah, three and four is just high for those teams. It's like, oh, they're in the Big Ten, they're undefeated. Yeah, so, I mean, four, it's almost like it's almost like if you told me four and five, I'd understand. It's almost like they got out ahead of them playing each other yeah. and like overranked them. Like, we don't want this team to drop too far because of this. So let's go ahead and overrank them, and then they'll lose. One of them will lose, and then Look, we'll put them where we want. Looking at who else they're ahead of, I would understand if Penn State and Iowa were four and five, but there's no reason they should be ahead of Cincinnati. Yeah, but that'll I mean that'll at least play out for one team. Imagine, uh, <laughs> imagine uh, the loser of Penn State and Iowa only loses by like a field goal, and they just don't drop in the rankings. Wow. Like, yeah, Cincinnati's still number five. That'd be something. I mean, you know, yeah, like They late, get jumped by Oklahoma because Oklahoma beats ranked Texas. Late, late. 21st ranked Texas. <laughs> like a late Iowa field goal. They're like, ah, Penn State on the road, almost beat them. Prime time. I mean, Desmond Ritter, he's a he should be a Heisman candidate at this point. He's a really good quarterback. I mean, their defense is great. They're projected this week to they uh, beat Temple by, like, 30-some points. The spread mm-hmm. is uh, 29. So, I mean, come on. Respect. Respect Cincinnati. I'm <laughs> just going through the rest of the slate here. Boise State, BYU. BYU sneakily up to number 10, 5-0. Mm. and 0. And if I look at their schedule really quick, I can't imagine they play many good teams. They play Baylor after, after Boise State, then Washington State, Virginia, Idaho State, Georgia Southern, USC. Mm, yeah. BYU could very easily go undefeated again, and uh, they won't be ranked higher than 7th. Maybe 8th. That's fair. Boise State's two and three, and that's surprising. But BYU six point favorites—that's not a ton at home. At home, yeah. Let's see. We got SMU and Navy. SMU is very good. Them being, you know, sneaking into the rankings at number twenty-four is a little low, honestly. And if we keep searching through for stuff for you to watch on Saturday, you know, you got Penn State and Iowa at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. You can keep. I would say watch. Mm, don't watch too much of that. I know it's three versus four, but don't watch too much of that. It's it's Big Ten football. It's going to be tempting. It's Big Ten football. Georgia and Auburn, that's that's what you want to keep. That game is always a weird mess. That game is always it's always a weird calamity with those two teams. And then you get into the you get into the evening. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. It's not bad. That I mean, it's on the ACC network first of all. I go find so it. So can you watch it? <laughs> Nebraska and Michigan is probably the best evening game. Michigan only a three point three point favorite in uh, Omaha or not Omaha Lincoln Lincoln Nebraska yeah one of those it's, just, it's all the same Nebraska Creighton is in Omaha excuse me uh, and then yeah it's it's a light evening slate that's that's about good Alabama Texas Tech uh, Texas A and M get yourself some rest <laughs> yes go ahead yeah rest up for that nine thirty a.m. yes exactly game. exactly right. that I will say no matter how bad the game is it's just nice to wake up at nine thirty just throwing a football game. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It kind of is, like, honestly. And then the games are they're generally decent. I'll give them, give them that. Yeah, nine thirty games been good. All right, well, that's about our time. Yeah, highly, dis- uh, you know, highly disputed. WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University, Dylan Bishop and Ryan Stickle. We had a good show there. A solid, nice interview there. Actual journalism. Yeah. Good stuff. The picks, the pick segments were right in the time limits. It's good. It really was, yeah. Uh, baseball playoffs. Oh man, next week. <laughs> Probably not even that. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to give a qu- you know quick uh, in memoriam to uh, Andrew Wiggins who uh, took the COVID nineteen <laughs> vaccine this week and promptly died. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, he told us. He told us so. You know. Yeah. He warned us. Uh, we uh, will miss you. Rest in peace. <laughs>